You're listening to another life-transforming message from C3 Church San Diego. For more information on our church, go to c3sandiego.com. I can't think of a better uh, thing to do than to be in the house of God on Good Friday to honor what Jesus did for us. Man, what a, what a significant time, what a significant day in, in our history. And uh, it is a Good Friday. I'm going to try to preach as fast as I can and then pray for some people. Um, believe in for, for the miraculous. If you're here tonight and you need a miracle, tonight is your night. If you need healing in your body, if you need healing in your mind, if you have a broken heart, tonight is your night. Our Jesus can do all of those things, and he can do it just like that. In fact, he's been doing it all week. We've been seeing miracle after miracle after miracle uh, in this house, in, in, in all of our campuses. And so Jesus is doing something. He's doing something. But um, you ever hear people say, like, um, in, in this life, you kind of need something that can refresh you. Like, we need recreation in this life, right? Because we get busy, and we're going here, and we're going there. We need recreation. We need an opportunity to relax. My wife doesn't think it's vacation unless there's a pool and a beach and a waitress or waiter bringing us food and other things. Sightseeing is fun, but it's not vacation. It's not recreation. It's not relaxation. We need recreation because it brings newness into our life. It brings, it can bring healing into your body. It can give you a new excitement about, about life and a new lease on life. We need recreation. Maybe it's golf, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's vacation. Maybe it's going on a hike, maybe it's painting, whatever it is, we need recreation. I think God modeled this when he created the universe. He created in six days and then on the seventh day he rested. But the Bible says God doesn't ever get tired. So I don't think he was just kicking it. I think he was doing something. I think he was probably recreating. I think he was maybe walking on the beaches that he just created. Maybe he was taking a hike on the mountains or maybe he was snowboarding. Maybe he was, you know, getting, his, getting a lift on. I think he was having a bit of time of recreation. I can't imagine the Ancient of Days just sitting on the couch watching Netflix or something. Recreation is similar to re-creation. In fact, it's spelled the same with just a little hyphen in there. Recreation, recreation, and recreation is, uh, is similar in all the different things that it can bring refreshment. It brings freshness. It brings newness of life. It brings healing. See, God created the world, and he is our creator, but he's not just your creator. He is your recreator. The title of my message is Recreation tonight because I don't believe God is just into creation. I believe God is into recreation as well. In order for something to be recreated, it needs to die. Someone or something needs to die or begin to die for it to need to be recreated. Recreation is different from like reinvention. If you look at uh, somebody like Madonna, in her career, 
She was constantly having to reinvent herself in order to be relevant to the culture, in order to gain fans and keep her fans. She had to continually reinvent herself. Unfortunately, today there are many up and coming stars that are trying to reinvent themselves and so oftentimes they wreck their lives because they're trying to be relevant to a culture instead of relevant to their creator. But reinvention is different than recreation because reinvention is just another version of yourself. But recreation is a brand new you. God is not just your creator, he's also your recreator. The hard part for some of us is the fact that in order to be recreated, we have to die to our old self. We have to kill our old ways and it's hard for us. But it's the way that we overcome the enemy. The Bible says that they overcame their enemy by the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and not loving their life. But we love our life so much, we don't want to kill it. We wanna hold on to it because we're used to it, it's familiar to us. But if we want newness of life, we have to kill our old life. We can't love our old life so much that we, we wanna hang on to it. Second Corinthians 5.17 says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Everybody say, all things. All things have become new. Thank God he's not just our creator, but he's also our recreator. We are created in his image and in his likeness, sinless and perfect in communion with him. But I'm grateful that he didn't just create us, but he's willing to recreate us because in this life stuff happens. Our bodies get sick and start to die. Our dreams die. Our relationships begin to die. Things die in this life and I'm so thankful that God is not just our creator. I'm so thankful that in Joel 2.28, it says, I'm gonna pour out my spirit and the young people are gonna see visions, plural. The old people are gonna dream dreams, plural, because sometimes the first dream you had might die because of some circumstance, either you created or you didn't, that you couldn't control, but God has another one for you. He's got another vision for you. He's got another dream for you. He has plans, plural, for your life. If one doesn't work out, you're not just left there. He's gonna recreate something for you to walk in. He's not gonna leave you there. He's not just a creator, he's a recreator. He created us and then we, when I say we, I mean Adam and Eve, mankind, messed up, sin and death entered the world, separating us from God. But thank God our recreator sent Jesus to separate us from sin. See, if he was just our creator, we would be destined to life subject to sin and subject to the ruler of this world. But because, Je because of Jesus, we are no longer subject to sin and we've been given authority over all the powers of the enemy, the Bible says. Because he's not just your creator, he's your recreator. 2 Corinthians 5.21, this could blow your mind right here. For God made Jesus, who knew no sin, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So God made him who had no sin, Jesus, be sin. Jesus, although he never sinned, he knows what sin feels like, because he was sin. 
He's experienced the pain, the weight of sin because he, he was it. All the sin of the world was on his shoulders all at the same time. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. The reason it says might become is because we have a choice. We might become or we might not become. It's our choice. He's already laid the groundwork. He's already died and rose again. Now it's our choice. Do we want to become the righteousness of God or do we not want to become? So now God looks down from heaven and he sees you and he sees me if we've made the right choice. And he looks at you and he sees you through the filter of the blood of Jesus. And so now he sees you, despite what your past is, despite what you've gone through, he sees you as clean. He sees you as righteous. He sees you as sinless because of what Jesus did. And so the blood is in between you and God. And that's how God sees you. Should you choose to become the righteousness of him. But all this can't happen without death and our death first. Romans 6, 4 says, therefore we were buried with him, Jesus, through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. The best thing about walking in newness of life or being recreated is that the accuser, the devil, the one who accuses the brethren, no longer has power over you. He can no longer accuse you for what you did because that person is dead. He tries to accuse you of things and, and cause you to be shameful and guilty about things you did because you can't be shameful and guilty for things you haven't done. He causes you to feel shame and guilt for stuff that you have done. But the good thing about walking in newness of life is you can, you can look at the devil and you can say, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know that person. That person's dead. You have no power over me. Your accusations have no power over me because that person is dead. My God has recreated me. He doesn't just recreate you one time. He can recreate you again and again and we fall. We make mistakes. He's still here. He's still here. Today is Good Friday, the day that Jesus was whipped. I gotta hurry. Beaten, crucified, executed on a cross for us. What a significant day in our history to remember. We're gonna take communion in a moment. But let's not forget to be thankful for Thursday. Thursday was when Jesus decided to make Friday good. It was Thursday when Jesus found himself in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was presented with a choice. Does he give in to his will or does he give in to God's will? This was on a Thursday. And I can imagine at this time, the second Adam who Jesus was referred to was thinking about the first Adam in the, in the garden moment that he had where he couldn't stand the temptation. He couldn't take the pressure. And so he took of the fruit and he ate. So now we have this second Adam in the garden again, thousands of years later, presented with a choice again. Would he do his will or would he do his will? Now it was his turn, the second Adam, this moment. Would he repeat what the first Adam did? I'm thankful for Thursday because there was no third Adam. 
Jesus, the second Adam, was plan A, and there was no plan B. I'm thankful for Thursday because there wasn't a third Adam. There's no other plan. There was no other plan. If Jesus didn't decide to go to the cross on Friday, we would not be celebrating on Sunday. There was so much pressure on Jesus because it was his death that was the price for your life. He was so distressed, he eventually began to sweat blood. Yet it was in the garden that Jesus uttered arguably the most important prayer he ever prayed. Luke 22, 41 to 43. Listen, Jesus was withdrawn from them about a stone's throw away the disciples. And he knelt down and he prayed, saying, Father, if it's your will, take this cup from me. In other words, God, I don't want to do this. Is there another way? Is there another option? Is there a third Adam? If it's your will, could you take this cup? Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. I'm thankful for Thursday that Jesus made that choice to make Friday good. So the soldiers came and they took Jesus away and he willingly let them. Then he goes to the whipping post. He goes to the cross and he says, it is finished. But how many people know he wasn't done? He wasn't done because the Holy Spirit, the recreator came into the grave and he recreated a body and a spirit and a soul that was dead and he brought him back to life. And Jesus came out alive and he is alive and well today. Able to recreate those things that are dying in your life, able to recreate and heal those things that are dying in your life. It is a good Friday. It is a good Friday. I heard somebody, I heard a, a pastor say one time, don't look at the cross and feel bad, feel loved. Feel loved. He went to the cross because he, like Pastor Kenny said, so loved you. He so loved you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our pastors, team, and what we do at C3 San Diego, go to C3SanDiego.com.